Today's podcast is with Mick Lubinskis. Uh, we recorded this earlier, and Mick is one of the OGs of the Australian tech industry and has done a lot of really great work in the tech industry in Australia for many years. Today works in climate tech, solving some of the biggest problems in the world, and is also in, involved in venture capital and angel investing. Um, really great insights from one of the one of the, the best people in tech uh, that you'll ever find. Hope you enjoy it. Okay. Why, why did you go into business, Nick? And the, the very first time I went into business, I was um, 19 and uh, I'd been sort of uh, build, building computers for myself and a neighbour asked me to buy a computer, uh, if they could help me get a computer. And a friend of mine I played basketball with um, said, um, wow, there must be a lot of people who want computers. We should We should sell more of them. And I was like, uh, well, how do you how do you do that? Like, what do you what do you even do? How do you go about it? Um, and he was I don't know he was uh, sort of like just pretty gung ho and was like, yeah, let's just do it, work it out, work it out. So we set up a little company. Um, it was called Dynamic Realm, which was a, the name you give a company when you're 19. Yeah. Uh, the, whole, the whole goal was to sell computers, and um, we ended up selling business networks like coax cable networks with a 20 meg hard drive and a printer to a, a local business. Um, we went that for This was to consumers at that stage or to business? Uh, we did some, I was still like selling computers door to door to my neighbors um, and then and then to businesses. So it was probably 50-50 actually, yeah. um, um, consumers and businesses. And it was like, you know, so much to learn because I got my first big order and they said, no problems, uh, we need seven grand for the deposit. And I was like, oh, I don't have seven grand, so I had to go and get some half the money up front, and then, um, and then work it out. So I, I, you know, made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot of things. But that was that was really early, and um, you know, again, I, I don't think I think I made a ton of money out of it. I don't well, but for you know, for a teenager, I was make, doing a killing. So enjoyed that. Yeah, right. Yeah, good stuff. And, and what would you say your biggest strength was in business, and how does it help you succeed? It's really interesting thing about my biggest strength back there. I, I think back then it was definitely fearlessness and ambition. Um, and I, I just worked really, really, really hard. Um, in my forties now, I've, I'm really reflective uh, and I, I'm uh, really partly saddened by some things that I did, which I think I could have done much better and mistakes I made. And I've, and I've got a different view about what I'm really good at and it's really changing my perspective on everything like i i'm really really good at starting new things yep. uh, i love a blank piece of paper a blank whiteboard a new project like i can get things going really 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 fast um and i want to I, I need to play to my strengths which is you know what i'm really looking forward to doing i'm a really great collaborator and bringing people in and working with a team I'm, I'm a much better leader than i am manager or even individual contributor um so uh, and i i'm what I do really well is um, th- combine technologies which might be look more like solutions looking for a problem. I, I help translate in, that into customer uh, to customer understanding. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, sitting between, you know, I'm technical enough, I'm business enough, I'm creative enough, um, and I you know I juggle around in the middle. But not everyone has those three different attributes right some people are stronger or very much more focused on one than the others um, which can be a strength and then the other one's a weakness but it sounds like you're comfortable straddling all of those 
I am in the and look. I'm. I'm. I'll be honest. Um, I'm only useful in the first two years of a of a new project. Um, okay. I increasing something by ten percent or even fifty percent. Zero. I love zero to one. I love that. Yeah, right. I love a new product. First customers. Uh, first revenue. First capital raise. Like that's what I really am good at. And when when you were talking about how your um, when you were younger, you you sort of your best attributes with fearlessness and ambition and that sort of stuff. And, and now that over time that's changed in terms of what your strengths are yeah. or your, your primary strengths, what, what would Mick today say to, to Mick when he was 19? Yeah. What advice would you give yourself back then? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm just so happy with all parts of my life. Um, the, the it's, it's hard because I recognize to build anything long-term, you've just, you have to actually do more than two, the first two or three years. Um, and unless unless you started a, a, a firm that actually completely focused on that, which is kind of what Polymizer yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I I think I would be um, probably less ambitious, more pragmatic. Um, yeah. I, I would. I definitely underestimated how big tech was going to be. Um, you know, I I sort of was excited about it, but I initially. You know, I was trying to do small things when I could have done some bigger things. Yeah. Um, so, which is which is an odd contradiction. Like I, I, I think I was ambitious, but was ambitious in the wrong direction sometimes. Well, maybe some of those things are, are seem smaller only in hindsight because the whole tech has eaten the world type of <laughs> type of thing. I guess. Yeah. You know, it's hard to have imagined what how big tech is, and as big as it is today, it's going to be bigger. Yeah. Years, so. Oh, totally. And I think the other big thing I've I realised now is that timing is is everything. And I, and one of the issues with me creating new things is that I was very early a lot, and timing is really really key. You know, all the big yeah. winners, all the big winners in the world were fast followers, not not first mover advantages. Yeah. You yeah. know, I I believed too long in first mover advantage, um, and so what. What I really love now and is what I'm working on as a book is actually uh, increasing your speed of learning. And that's, okay. that's a, I did my first workshop on that in, uh, in Jordan recently. And, the, and that's what I think is, it's not the first, it's not the, the first mover, it's the fastest learner. Um, and I think I was always good at that. And I, I think embrace, uh, if my advice to myself would be embrace that. Uh, but don't, don't just think that hard work and, um, and a big ambition is enough. You've you've also yep. got to be strategic and be doing the right things. Yeah, I like that. First, it's not the first mover; it's the fastest learner. I think. Yes. Well, I, I hope you hope you do, mate. That's my next book coming out. So no, no well, that's good. I think it's quite profound, actually, because uh, I think a lot of people do think first mover, and actually, thinking on the go and and being a fast learner is is huge. Well, and the 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 saying is that um, the early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. Yeah right. Uh, so yeah. think about that the second the first mouse gets the trap and, and takes all the wounds and the second mouse goes thank you and then uh, yeah. that's that's how it often happens. Yeah right. Uh, what would you say your biggest weakness is in business and how do you deal with that? Um, I'm actually not um, financially driven, but which I think is uh, is a strength in in a lot of ways. But I'm I'm not very commercial. Um, I'd like to work on interesting projects more than than to drive for a for you know. Um, leaving no money on the table, yeah. um, so I'm not aggressively uh, financially financially driven, which is which has been a bit of a. I think if you're running a business, you've got to be got to be tough like that. Um, 
uh, I, I have, I'm able to give attention to detail when it's the right things, but it's not my, my strengths. Yeah. Um, and I think a good entrepreneur is, um, can, needs to be an astronomer at times and a microbiologist. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got limited attention span for that. And that, that sort of is balances out against my strengths. Um, and yeah. I think the main thing there is I need really good people, which everybody does, but I, I need to have that, that one, that one going, uh, that, that one covered by someone really particular. Um, so balancing team, I think is really, really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if there's weaknesses you want them covered by somebody else who has those weaknesses that you have as a strength. Yeah, that's right. I think team, team balance is really, really important and, and tough. Like I think being in a team is one of my favorite, a great team is one of my favorite things, but it's also, you know, I think probably maybe five times my whole life I've been in a team, which had that magic feeling and yeah. probably at least two of those times it was a sporting team. But, um, Yep. Yeah, leadership manager, getting all those things right is, is really hard for extended periods of time. I really respect, you know, a friend, a friend of mine, Mike Kennebrooks Malassian, you know, he was a young, smart guy, ambitious, but he wasn't just a tech guy. He's a good leader and he's done it for 12, 15 years. So yeah, right. I've got a lot of respect for that. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely underrated, that sort of attribute. Yeah, totally. Um, what's the best decision you ever made and, and why was that your best decision? Best decision I ever made. Well, I certainly, to take the non-business side, to marry my beautiful wife. Um, but on the business side, well, I mean, the, the best one financially was um, I took a Skype call in a cupboard in uh, Switzerland. Yes. Um, Phil Moore from Pollenizer and Dee McAvoy. We just worked with Dean for six months on a project which had died and gone to zero. And right. they, they had a couple of bottles of wine and decided to build a clone for um, a Groupon clone. And yep. they, um, I, because Phil and I were partners, he wanted my approval. And I said, you've got six weeks to launch it and make a thousand dollars. So I, the only way I could get reception was in this cupboard in, uh, in Europe, in Switzerland. <laughs> yep. I'm standing in the cupboard doing a Skype call and they, they were, I, Pretty sure they were still a bit bit uh, drunk, and they were like, uh, "Hey, we're going to do a group on clone. We need the team. This is what it's going to cost." And I went, "You got six, you got to launch something in six weeks and make a thousand dollars." We um, thirteen months later, we sold that to Amazon. I uh, took it to Yahoo uh, for thirty-seven million. So that was um, that was, I think, the best yeah, right. decision we made. And it wasn't just to say yes to it; it was basically putting, you know, to say you need to do it fast and limited investment forced us to move fast, which worked well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a brave, um, brave decision, but also obviously a very good one. And the, the other one, well, well before that was, and I, I'll, I think it was, I don't know if it was directly me, but um, you know, my parents bought a computer and they, they bought me a book on programming. And okay. I think instead of going out and playing sport one day, I opened the book and started, started programming basic on the Commodore 64 and that led to my whole life in tech, which I've, you know, never loved every minute. So. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, that's got to be up there as the, one of the best decisions then for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, what's the biggest mistake you've made or the biggest, or the biggest challenge you've faced? Yeah. Um, well, when I, when I was selling computers and I, I plugged four of them in, I left them uh, monitors in, I left them on test mode and blew up four monitors in 10 seconds. So um, that, that cost me about 800 bucks, which I didn't have. So that was, a, that was my, one of my big early mistakes. Yeah. Uh, one of my embarrassing ones that uh, when I was at Kazar, a guy, um, the, the team that started Kazar wanted to start a new company doing voice over IP calls. 
and I said voice over IP doesn't work. They wanted to help me launch it. And I said, doesn't work, what's it called? And they said, it's called Skype. And I said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. Um, and I probably had a chance at that time, chance at that moment to join their team. And I was like, nah, that's that's never going to work. Um, <laughs> that was a pretty big mistake. Uh, also, also at Kazar, we had um, we had a party with the um, the Sydney Google team, which was about eight people at the time, and Kate Vale. And I was like, uh, yeah, Google's interesting, but it's just a search thing. It's pretty small. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's the upside <laughs> yeah exactly so that, there's a couple of my biggest mistakes so the picture massive challenge for me right now is um i'm not a young buck anymore and i've, but I've still got 20 years of life to go and do stuff uh, yeah. I, re I really really care about some big issues around climate change education yep um and you know i, I also think the world's how the world's dealing with democracy right now you know 10 years ago i would have laughed if you said we were in a in a um, democracy uh, yeah. you know climate crisis but it's um now yep. and there's some big challenges um some of those challenges might be amongst the biggest we all face yeah yeah what are we going to do with that in the next 20 years so. yeah yeah i know i'm with you on that um what's the best advice you were ever given best advice i was ever given um some of my favorite advice that has always stuck with me one is um lessons are repeated until they're learned I've always liked that one. Um, the, other oh, that, one yeah, good. the other one from a mentor was um, when I said, I just want to achieve my potential. And he said, uh, Mick, you're an ambitious, you're an ambitious guy. You'll never ever achieve your potential. And I thought that was pretty harsh coming from a mentor. And yeah. I said, I said, why would you say that? And he said, well, as you approach your potential, it expands. So yeah. he said, get used to being uncomfortable. And, you know, going back to the next last question about my biggest challenges, I, I, I know I'm going to always live with discomfort because I've decided to live the best, most audacious life I can live and solve the biggest challenges. Yeah. There will always be a new challenge. So just, you're always going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting used to that. Totally. Used to being used to being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. Um, what was the biggest risk you ever took and would you do it again? Um, maybe it worked or maybe it didn't. Yeah. Um, the biggest risk, well, I think my risks have always been, um, you know, I've never, I've never been, you know, mortgage my house. I've never done crazy things like that. I think I spent so many years, you know, um, putting my time at risk. But I, I think that's the biggest thing I did was instead of going, well, okay, probably the biggest one was, um, I left IBM after 18 months to go and work for a computer game company. Yeah. Um, my parents thought I was crazy and yeah. I spent the rest of my life working basically in startups in early stage. Yeah, right. Um, and I, but did, that, did you see that as a risk, Mick, or did just other people think that that's a big risk? Because I've, I've found myself things that I've done that people think are big risks. I didn't see them that way because I just knew that was what I wanted to do and I was going to go and do it. But other people would be like, oh, why would you do that? That's, that's a big deal. But I, I didn't see it that way. Did, was that the same for you? Yeah, I... No, I definitely didn't. Like, um, I, 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 I was basically paid the same. Um, I was significantly more excited about the new role and, you know, it got me into, you know, I probably would have been, um, maybe I'd be more financially stable, but I wouldn't, there's no way I would have had the impact. Right. I mean, um, really interestingly, when I decided to resign from IBM, partly it was because of uninspiring leadership, I thought. Yeah. Um, and then on, on my like 
on my second last day or something, I had this, um, you know, my manager's manager's manager or whatever, five levels up, gave a talk to our whole group. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy is amazing. Um, and it was David Thode. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Who ended up... Um, Telstra? Yeah, he ended up running Telstra and inviting me in to start Muradi with um, Charlotte Yarconi and Annie Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I it's probably a, a thought I had. Well, it, it, and another interesting one right at the very start in terms of, you know, two roads diverging. Um, out of university, I got two offers, one IBM in marketing and one in uh, Oracle in sales. Um, I think I'm actually a better salesperson than a marketer, uh, even though that's what I studied. But um, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're sort of, they're bigger, bigger, I think, life transforming risks maybe. But um, in terms of scary big risks, um, you know, I think think it's one thing I'd need to, you know, I, I was probably, I didn't think about some of the big things enough to consider them to be risks because yeah, right. yep. um, I was always very happy to live very frugally. I didn't have a, you know, I, I'd rather travel, travel light, if you know what I mean. So, um, yep. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, no, that no, no other, um, no, no, I, I, I don't know. As an entrepreneur, I, I haven't taken any crazy big risks. Yeah. Who, who's the business person that most inspires you and why? The business person that most inspires me and why? Um, um, business Not one individual. Yeah. Rattle off your top two or three if, if that's easier. Yeah. So, the, I mean, I, I'm very impressed by what um, um, Sasha has done with Microsoft, CEO of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's incredible. That's a company that could have definitely gone south. And um, I think... Um, the challenge of managing such a massive company and re- reinvigorating invigorating it um, is is really really amazing and impressive. I um, Arlen Hamilton from Backstage Capital. Um, she's um, a um, was you know, a African American woman, um, and I believe she's uh, lesbian, and she yeah. just. She was starting companies and struggled to get any support, traction, um, capital, etc. Um, and she was like, she just realised how badly she was being treated. So she went and started Backstage Capital, which um, um, invests in minority companies and yeah, okay. is doing an incredible job. So that's I find that um, uh, amazingly inspiring. Um, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave okay. it at that. Yeah, that's good. Um, Business book you've ever read? Um, Is there one that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I think for um, for depends if you whether you call it a business book. I mean, the the three foundational books for me in terms of my character was definitely Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my my I think my um, my mum has been very wonderfully influential on that side. She bought at least two of these books. I think my dad bought me the other one, but she bought me seven habits. And, um, I basically, to this day, I still do weekly planning according to the seven habits model. Um, so that, that's a big one. There's another book called, um, the greatest salesman in the world by Ogmandino. Uh, that one, my mum bought me, she bought it from us, a secondhand bookstore for 80 cents. 
Uh, and I must have read it at least a thousand times. It's quite a small read, but it's it's actually not about sales. It's actually about um, values and, and principles. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has a, a, a touch of a, a religious element, and I'm I'm a, an atheist, but it's um, yeah. um but I, the principles are really good. And then of um, you know, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I you know I think that really helped me in terms of you know, using my, my um, relationship management, etc. So that was um, a big one. Book, the other books that I really love is Abundance um, by Peter Diomedes. Yeah. Uh, and one that really, really changed my thinking was Anti-Fragile from yeah. uh, Messi and Tlaib. So there are a couple. Okay, uh, those are some good ones. Excellent. And just to finish off, what, what's your favourite uh, quote on business, leadership or life? Or... Anyway, um, quotes are... I've increasingly got to the point where I feel that anyone who d just posts uh, motivational quotes is um, you know, avoiding actually doing the work. But um, well, it doesn't have to be motivational. It can just be something that means something that is, true. you know what I mean? It could be yeah. something that, st that stood out for you. And I understand what you're saying about that because I agree with you. I think any of that sort of stuff, a lot of it becomes nonsense. And, uh, yeah. and I, I stopped looking at a lot of those things a long time ago <laughs> for yeah. those reasons. Um, it's interesting, although I think motivation still is obviously a key thing. I, the one thing I'm I'm increasingly getting to is the um, that the meaning of life is to find meaning in life. Yeah. Um, so um, and um, you know I I, I kind of I like to think that if um, if my life was a book uh, I'd love to read it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my right. whole yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it from me. Okay, I like it. That's good. Mick, thanks very much. That's awesome. No problems, mate. All good. No problems, mate. All good.